Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up, guys? Am I calling on people? Go ahead. Uh, Kyle, how's the, uh, the practice fields? Were the conditions okay that you could have a normal practice without any adjusting? Yeah, we had a normal practice. And you we didn't practice there the rest of the week? Oh, yeah. We're not going to change our whole schedule up. We'd have to go too early in the morning, mess everything up. So this is the best choice we got. Are you satisfied with that choice? Um, we're here. We're practicing on it. I mean, everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but we'll deal with the field how it is. Kyle, AJ Ross with CBS Sports. Can you talk about, um, you know, just the game planning you already started last week, the opening script, how that communication flow has been with Brock, what he's liking, and how that continues into this week? Uh, yeah, we put in a lot last week. Um, today was really the official time we um, make it official. I mean, we correct some things from last week, some things we didn't like we took out. A few things we didn't have in last week that we had more time to look at, we put in, and now we'll run it back. Today was Wednesday. We'll do two more days of it, and then we work on the openers Friday night and Saturday morning, and we'll install those Saturday night. Hey, Kyle. Um, you were around the 49ers organization when you were a young uh, man, a young boy. How much did you absorb of the mentality of those players, of the Super Bowl or bust mentality that was always with that team during that dyna the, the dynastic years? Um, I, I don't know. I, th I mean, I'd like to say it was from hanging around the team, but it probably wasn't. I was just a ball boy who got that in um, training camp for a little bit. But just being around my dad my whole life, I think, um, definitely helped you understand the urgency of everything. I remember going to three Super Bowls um, before sixth grade when we were in the AFC and he was a coordinator. And I think the closest one of those, they lost by, I want to say 19 which, or 17, first one versus the Giants. And they lost 55 to 10 versus the Niners in the last one. So I kind of got used to that growing up, just being over in the AFC and then um, went to the Niners and won it. And that's what was so cool going back to Denver and then went in at that, um, my senior year in high school versus Green Bay. Um, I think the first time in 13 years that the AFC had won. So I'm um, just going through that and knowing how your dad is before him, after him, all that stuff. You just, you get the, even though you don't realize you're learning it, but you, those are your life experiences. You got a very good idea of how it works. And then I've been fortunate enough to be in a few of these of my own and um, they're not much different than how they were and how I remember them growing up. Hello, Coach uh, Victor Odier from Touchdown Mac 2. Uh, before the season, there was question about how injury could affect your team. And finally, you will arrive at the Super Bowl with a very healthy team. Did you change anything in the physical preparation this year compared to previous years? You said with injuries? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we always tweak stuff. I mean, we've got a group of guys who they look into the science and everything as well as anyone. Um, I don't think there was anything drastic this year. We've been doing that pretty consistent for the last five years. Um, but it's a week-to-week -week thing. It depends how your players feel after a Sunday game. It's what they tell me on Monday. It's what they tell me Wednesday before practice. Um, not every player is in the same situation, too, so you adjust it for individuals, but um, not too much different. Kyle, your offense has been the most copied in the league. Each year you continue to shrink the field. Uh, no team has run more condensed formations than the 49ers this year. At what point in your career did you start to realize the game would be played like in between the numbers and maybe even in between the hashes? And can you recall a play that made you think like, yeah, the game's going toward this way? Um, I just remember when I started and um, went to Tampa Bay as a quality control and I was drawing everything in books and stuff and everything was drawn out from wide splits. Nothing was from tight splits. And then I always looked at everything when I first started through a receiver standpoint, just because that's what I played most of uh, my life growing up. And it was so cool to watch how it helped people get open, um, how it looked one way out here, it looked totally different in here. Some people wouldn't even bump you back then. It was like they only could bump outside the numbers. You could get the bump off every time. You could get leverage with people, change stuff up. And I think it started that way just from seeing how you could help people get open. And then you start to learn the run game. You start to learn how safeties fit, how leverage is different and things like that. And then it just evolves to a lot more. Kyle, what are, what are some of the challenges that play calling head coaches face in game management? And how have you evolved in handling both since you became a head coach? Um, I think since I became a head coach, I mean, I, I think offensive coaches, you're always thinking about the time and stuff. I mean, play callers, just being a coordinator, you know, being able to call plays for the nine years before becoming a head coach, um, I think gave me a lot of experience. I mean, you never call a play without having an idea of what's on the clock, uh, the down and distance, the score, all of that stuff. So um, it's always in your mind every time you watch football, every time you do anything. And I do think though, once becoming a head coach, it's you from game management and stuff. I mean, always the, the clock issues are usually the same, but how to win the game becomes a little bit different. I think when you're calling plays and paying that attention as a coordinator, it's more about how do you score? How, how do you get points? How do you outscore the other team? Because you don't watch the other team's offense. You don't have a good feel of your defense. You're not watching the game as it goes. You're just getting ready for your series. And I think becoming a head coach, you realize how to call plays, how to use the time and stuff, not just to get points, but really just try to help you win the game. In the Lions game and throughout the regular season, Brock would throw over his body over into the middle of the field. Do you ever get nervous when he does this, and do you ever tell him to stop? Um, yeah, when he when he makes a bad decision do it, doing it, I do. Um, and if he did that a bunch, then um, then it'd be something that we had to put a stop to. But usually, when Brock goes across his body, I, I think he usually makes the right play. I mean, quarterbacks do make that here and there. Um, but if that's something you're just doing a bunch and making mistakes, you got to end that pretty fast. You got to have a reason to go back there, not just hoping you're getting lucky. Hey, Kyle. You know, you and several of the players have suffered through you know heartbreaking losses, like we've talked about over the years. How do you think those calluses that were developed helped in the last couple games with you making those second half comebacks? Um, not much at all. I mean, had a lot of comebacks before those calluses too. Um, it's, um, I mean, I think just the more you coach football, the more you go through, the more you don't, you don't try to make any absolute answers or philosophies in anything. You understand there's so many variables, there's so many different situations, and it comes down to one game. So you don't just sit there and be like, man, I learned this last game, I'm not going to do that the next game. Well, that might be the right answer the next game. It might be the right answer um, 
the next quarter. I mean, everything you got to take into account. This isn't just a, um, a plus and minus game. You have to evaluate everything, and there's a flow with how those 22 people move in the situation, and that's stuff you got to. That's why there's, you're never done. You're always continuing to work and continue to try to come up with the, whatever the decision is that gives you the best chance to win. But I promise you, there's no consistent um, automatic answer. Good afternoon, Coach. Um, how do you manage the, your players' pressure, mainly those players who uh, played uh, four years ago against the Chiefs? Uh, do you pr uh, practice any special, execute any special dynamics for these players? Um, the guys who played in the Super Bowl last? Um, no, we're just getting ready for this game. I don't think last Super Bowl has anything to do with this game. Um, just like last week doesn't have anything to do with this game. Um, what's good about the guys who have been here before, especially the younger guys who came here, uh, you know, they can talk to the younger guys who are coming now and kind of tell them how they felt at that time and then how you feel after. I mean, it's a cool week. You get caught up in a lot of stuff, but, I mean, you don't remember all this stuff. Uh, you remember the game. Um, and people for the rest of their lives should remember that game if you won that game. And that's really all that matters. And you can say that, but it's cool when people have gone through that. So... Um, people tend to listen more. That is the truth. That's how it goes. And all this stuff's fun and neat, but you forget all this stuff. It all passes. What you remember is who won or lost that. Hi, Coach. Over here. Hi, uh, hi Kyle. Um, only two head coaches for this great franchise have had more wins than you in the Super Bowl era. You've had what many would consider great success in recent years with four NFC Championship game appearances in the last half decade. You have your own coaching tree. Do you think about your legacy to the NFL, and in particular this organization? And if you haven't, what would you like that legacy to be? Um, sorry, I could never find you. I'm not trying to not look you in the eye, but um, I, I never thought of, about the word legacy. When I think of legacy, I think of my dad. Um, I'd still, even though it doesn't look like that when I FaceTime anymore, but I still feel like I'm somewhat young. Um, and like. It just doesn't really work that way with me. I don't think that works that way with a lot of people or, or just in it. You're just, you're just trying to win that game, and that game is always the next one. And you're finally, we're in a game where this is the last one of the year, and these are the ones that count. So, yeah, you understand that. You're aware of that, but that's stuff that you don't really have time to spend thinking about. Um, it's nice, hopefully, when a game's over, you can sit back and think about that stuff and enjoy it, and that's what you usually do at the end of the year. Um, you think about a lot of stuff, and you go through that. That's why... We all need to get away a little bit usually when the season ends. That's why I'm very glad I don't have to go on a recruiting trail or anything like that. And whether it's good or bad, um, either way, you got to take about a month to do that. And when you come back, you get ready for that next year. When it's all said and done, um, then you, I guess people can talk about legacy. Coach, to piggyback off what you were saying about obviously the players, you could talk to the players who played in the game in 2019, but obviously the Super Bowl is an event. Having two weeks between it, when you're winning and going out consistently, would you rather have the game be one week after the championship games, or do you like the two weeks in between the games? No, I couldn't imagine it being one week. I mean, just the pressure that's on everybody once you win that NFC championship that, I mean, everyone, you don't realize how many family members you have, so you have to count up Super Bowl tickets. And then you never realize that you had as many people like you until, <laughs> until that Monday when you have 500 texts saying they've never been to a Super Bowl. and. Can you hook them up? And, and then you realize that you, there's only so many people in that stadium and how hard it is. So, like, that's the most stressful thing to me is watching players go through that who have no idea. And 
did you have to say no to your uncle who was always with you? Well, they don't know how much that costs and they don't know how much it gets. And I think that's the biggest thing to have just a few days to set all that stuff aside because that is important. It is a big deal to all these players, his families and everyone who really cares about them. But the reality is it isn't everybody's event. We'd love to make it, but you can't do that. And I think that's the biggest thing, those first two or three days that, that is stressful for guys and for you, your wife, whoever it is who's taking care of it. Um, but when you can get that down before you come here and now you're here and now you kind of have a normal week um, besides all the, the media stuff. Uh, Coach, uh, George Kittle, Eric Armstead, they both back at practice this week after missing last week. What's that again? George Kittle and Eric Armstead, they both back at a normal practice routine. Oh, uh, yeah, they were limited today. Uh, George and Eric were limited. They got out there, got some good work in, and hopefully they'll be full go tomorrow. a lot of your players have talked about how they approached mentally the 2019 Super Bowl and how it's different for them this year. Do you have the same experience? Do you feel like your emotional state this year is much different than 2019? Um, I don't think it's that much different. I mean, I mean the, the beginning of the week, it's always fun and stuff to get out here and everything, but I mean, the, I've always been pretty well aware even before I got into coaching what the Super Bowl was. And you're so locked in and ready for that moment. Um, I think, I mean, I've learned to go into them before. Um, but I do think the players, the biggest thing is for them to realize, because, I mean, yeah, you don't, I don't take as many pictures anymore. You, you don't film everything, um, thinking this is so special and stuff, because you've never seen stuff like that. Uh, I think those are the things you start to realize, like all that matters is that game. You're not going to come back and watch that stuff unless you win that game. And that's really, I think it gets clearer and clearer the more you go to them. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.